greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're able to tune in to this podcast. We've been offering these online services every week since the first lockdown began. Each act of worship combines archive recordings of our choir and congregational singing, together with newly recorded readings, intercessions and sermons. And these services will be continuing into the future, even though we're delighted to say that our live acts of worship will be starting again on the 28th of March, which is Palm Sunday. We keep a candle burning by the altar here each day as a sign of hope, even when our doors are closed. And when we light it, we think about you all and we give thanks for you. Do please leave a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details of how to do so in the accompanying text. And now, may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus.
The Lord be with you. Please be seated. A very warm welcome to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this, the fourth Sunday of Lent, which is Mothering Sunday. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We begin now with our opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The sacrifice of God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, God will not despise. Let us come to the Lord who is full of compassion and acknowledge our transgressions in penitence and faith. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen.
Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God of compassion, whose Son, Jesus Christ, the child of Mary, shared the life of a home in Nazareth, and on the cross drew the whole human family to himself. Strengthen us in our daily living, that in joy and in sorrow we may know the power of your presence to bind together and to heal. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading is taken from Exodus chapter 2, beginning at the first verse. Now a man from the house of Levi went and took to wife a daughter of Levi. The woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. And when she could hide him no longer, she took for him a basket made of bulrushes and daubed it with bitumen and pitch. And she put the child in it and placed it among the reeds at the river's bank. And his sister stood at the distance to know what would be done to him. Now the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked beside the river. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her maid to fetch it. When she opened it, she saw the child, and lo, the babe was crying. She took pity on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call you a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the girl went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him, and the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son, and she named him Moses. For she said, Because I drew, drew him out of the water. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The epistle is taken from Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 3, beginning at the 12th verse. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion, kindness, lowliness, meekness, and patience, forbearing one another, and, if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. And his father and his mother marvelled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them, and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is spoken against. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that thoughts out of many hearts may be revealed. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. A few months ago, I happened to catch a television documentary about two adults who had been adopted at birth who were trying to trace their own natural mothers. What made their quest more challenging and their stories the more poignant was that both of them were infants who, in an earlier age, would have been called foundlings. They had been abandoned by biological parents who left no trace. No documentation existed to help establish their origins or their identity. And were it not for the uh, the advent of DNA technology, the quest to try to establish their parentage would probably have led nowhere. Hearing their stories, I was struck by how viscerally significant a maternal relationship can be, even in its absence. Those two individuals had spent their whole lives with a profound sense of rootlessness, plagued with questions that had shaped their entire existences. What kind of a mother would do that to her own child? Why had they been abandoned? Were they unwanted and rejected? Or was it a heartbreaking act of despair by a woman who, like the mother of the infant Moses in the Old Testament book of Exodus, felt she had no choice, believing that the kindest and most compassionate act that she could do for her child was to relinquish him, fervently hoping that someone else might be able to offer the safety and the loving home that she could not. For those two unfortunate people in the documentary, that challenging start to their lives had defined much about the people they had become. Mothering, even when it is absent, really is that significant. There are two things that all of us who are sharing in this service today have in common. The first is that each one of us will have had a biological mother. She may have died many years ago, or she may be very much alive and with us today. She may have been a wonderful mother, 
or a terrible mother. She may have been someone with whom we are or were very close, or with whom we had a very difficult relationship. And it's possible that we may never even know who she was, like the two people who featured in that documentary. Nevertheless, we all had one. And whoever she was, and whatever the circumstances of our birth, our mother gave us all one very precious gift, which was the gift of life. The second thing that we all have in common is another mother, our mother, the church. And just as with our birth mothers, each one of us will have had a very different kind of relationship with her too. Some of us may have grown up within the church and never left it. Others of us may have discovered the church relatively recently. Some of us may find her a very comfortable and comforting place to be. Others may come reluctantly or even out of a sense of duty. Others still may find being here within the life of the church a constant challenge. And we must not forget, in the light of the shocking abuse scandals that have come to light in recent years, sometimes the church, in its frailty and its earthly manifestations, has failed her children badly, just as a neglectful or abusive mother can cause her offspring untold harm. But just as there is a difference between an individual human mother and the quality of mothering, so too there is a difference between an individual church, which will have all manner of failings, and the church of God, which is truly our mother church. And the church of God has given us another very precious gift. Because it doesn't matter who or what we are, it doesn't matter what it is that has led us to share in this act of worship today. It doesn't matter what our relationship with the church has been in the past or what it is in the present. Regardless of all of that, the church of God is always here for us, just as the love of God is always here for us. That is why one of the things that I love about the Church of England is that we have a duty of care to everybody in our patch, regardless of who they are. If they wish to receive our ministry, it is there for them. Because any ministry must have at its core that sense of the boundless love and acceptance of God. And even though we will sometimes get things wrong at the level of the individual church, that basic principle should always inform everything that we do. Alongside those two different kinds of mothering that we all have in common, I'd like to add a third. Because I'd hazard a guess that the majority of us regardless of our individual circumstances, have at some time or another 
received a form of mothering from someone who was not our biological mother. It may have been a stepmother or a foster, foster mother or a childminder or an aunt or a grandparent or a wife or sister or teacher or friend. It may have been someone much older than we are or someone younger. It may have been someone who is male rather than female, which, interestingly enough, has good biblical precedence. After all, it was Jesus himself who, in St. Luke's Gospel, wept over Jerusalem, saying, How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings. A wonderful and expressly maternal image. The point being that when we speak of mothering, the precise details really are rather unimportant. The key thing is that at a time when we really needed it, there was someone who was ready to give us love and support of a motherly kind. I am all in favour of today being a day when everyone is especially nice to their mums, if they happen still to have them. After all, I am a mother myself. But it's very important to remember that Mothering Sunday is about considerably more than that. For Christians, the church should always be a place of safety and nurture, a place where we are enabled to grow and to flourish, a place where we hear the word of God and are fed and challenged and inspired as members of a community of love and service. But just as importantly, the church is also a place from which we must then depart to go out into the world confidently and courageously, equipped to embrace the opportunities that we are offered and to meet the challenges that we face. And we do so bearing the light of Christ and knowing that we can then return and come home again for refreshment and renewal. But for that to be possible, the church needs to be the right kind of mother for us, a mother that is always there for us, nurturing and supportive, but never controlling, a mother that encourages us to explore, to discover who we truly are, to discover who God truly is and where God might be calling us. Because mature faith is just like a mature relationship with the best kind of mother. A mother who creates a home where we know we are always welcome, but who also equips us to leave, to depart into the world, supported by that life-giving relationship. A relationship that remains at heart a source of joy and strength rather than a burden. And it is by going out as part of the community of our mother, the church, that we can become channels of that love 
and that grace for others. So, what is it that determines whether or not our own mother church is a good mother? Interestingly enough, the answer to that question will depend in part upon us, upon the kinds of people we are and the kind of community that we create together. Because, as the American theologian Craig Dijkstra once observed, people cannot be introduced to or incorporated within a repenting, praying, and serving community unless there is one. In our Gospel reading this morning, the aged Simeon in the temple, as he recognises the infant Jesus as the long-awaited Messiah, warns Mary, his mother, that a sword will pierce through your own soul also. Because mothering, whether biological or any other kind, is a calling that is costly, because love is costly. But it is also more life-giving than any other force in nature. And within the life of our local church, we are called to participate in making it a reality. That is why in his letter to the Colossians, which we heard at our second reading this morning, St. Paul says this. Be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Happy Mothering Sunday. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father of the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten and not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. 
We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who, with the Father and the Son together, is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Loving Father, we pray for our mummies and um, everyone who cares for us. Yeah, for looking after us when we're poorly. For looking after us when we're poorly. For helping to homeschool us. For helping to homeschool us. For playing with us and praying, praying with us. For comforting. For comforting us when we are upset. Upset. And for at always, always encouraging, encouraging us. Lo love, Lord, Lord, in your mercy, in, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayer. We pray today for our mother, Church. St. Brian and for Alison, the church family and our Sunday club leaders, thank you for helping us to learn more about you and the teachings of your son Jesus Christ. We pray that we will be able to see you everyone again soon. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all those who care for others, our doctors and nurses and care homes and young carers and volunteers. May they have the love and support they need to carry on. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. This Mothering Sunday, we pray for all those empty and alone and ask you to comfort and care for them and that they know your love. We remember families that have been apart through these difficult times and pray that parents, grandparents, grandchildren, aunties, uncles, brothers, sisters and cousins will all be able to see each other again soon. Many people across the world will follow the example of your son Jesus and help feed the poor and hungry, provide shelter for the homeless and look after the sick. Where families are torn apart by war, we ask for peace. Remembering that you are always with us, we take a moment in silence. We pray to the, those known only to us. I give hope to all loving families and faith to those torn apart, that peace becomes one with you. 
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, as we celebrate Mothering Sunday, we are reminded that we are all your children. We thank you for our love. Help us to take your love in, into the world so that others may also rejoice to be part of that family. M Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Sunday Club. Should we give them all a clap for doing brilliantly? <laughs> Will you please stand? Since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ who has given us access to his grace. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness, we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness, we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Glory. 
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him, and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. 
we do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen.
Let us pray. Loving God, as a mother feeds her children at the breast, you feed us in this sacrament with the food and drink of eternal life. Help us who have tasted your goodness to grow in grace within the household of faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. to deny yourselves, take up your cross, and follow him. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. 
Amen. Amen.